Hi guys, welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I'm Jennifer and this is episode 12. Okay, match.com update. Um, you guys remember the standout that I mentioned last week? Well, we went on a date <laughs> and um, it went well. <laughs> yeah, it, it went well. Um, conversation was very easy. I, I think he might have been just a little bit nervous <laughs> in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I, I don't get nervous, but I'm sure that's not the norm. <laughs> but um, yeah, as the evening went on, it he definitely was not as nervous. And uh, it, it was nice. Uh, I am not going to say anything more about that. Uh, if if there is more to say about that, I will tell you. <laughs> I will say this, though. He is not threatened by the podcast. And uh, that's a good thing, right? Okay, uh, moving update. I'm still packing, <laughs> obviously. Um, I made arrangements to get into the place a couple of days early. So um, I know that they're having professional cleaners clean, but I'm a freak. So I like to re-clean, even though I know a professional has already done it. And so I will do that and then I'll start bringing over some of my stuff and getting it set up. I like to do like the bathroom set up and the kitchen set up if, if I can um, early. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit anxious about the move. Uh, yeah, I am in a holding pattern right now where I've kind of done everything that I can do up to this point. And so now just kind of waiting and that's just not a comfortable spot for me normally. I'm, I'm a person who likes to take action. So if I'm sort of forced to hold, it's, it's not usually good. Um, that's when I find myself filling my time with things that I shouldn't be doing, like shopping, but... <laughs> But it's all for a good cause, right? I mean, it'll all end up in the apartment. Um, and, you know, I I just am kind of like uh, still doing as much as I can in the apartment. I finished the kitchen today, got that all packed up, um, finished the pantry today. Uh, yeah, my apartment looks like an obstacle course. I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> running out of room. Um Gracie's not loving it, but soon it'll all be over and she and I will be all settled into the new place. So one more week. Yeah. Okay. TV recommendations. Um, I actually haven't been watching a lot of TV this week, as I'm sure can be expected. But uh, when I do kind of settle down for the evening, I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House. Now, I know this isn't new. I think it came out maybe last year. I'm, I'm on season one and I'm about halfway through season one. But man, I am loving it. It It is really good. And I don't usually like the scary stuff. But this one is like 
just scary enough. It's like, it's like the Goldilocks of horror. So I, I think it might be made for like, young adults. So maybe that's why it's not super scary, but it's good. It's, um, it's really interesting. And it's told well, kind of like goes back and forth between present and past, but it that doesn't make it hard to follow. Um, Timothy Hutton is in there. And I love Timothy Hutton. He's great. Uh, actually, the entire cast is is really good. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been watching in the evening. I'm also um, I'm waiting for a new show on HBO HBO called The Undoing. That's the one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And I have been watching trailers um, for this for, I don't know, weeks. But it looks really good. And it's going to take over that time slot uh, that The Vow is currently in. Now, I think by the time you guys hear this, The Vow will be over and the new show, The Undoing, will have started. Because I believe The Undoing starts on October 25th. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm also really looking forward to the last episode of The Vow, which again, should have already aired by the time you guys hear this. Um, yeah, I want to see how they wrap up this first season. It's I've really enjoyed watching that. And I just heard that there will be a season two of The Vow coming out sometime next year. And it's going to focus on basically what happened once the leader of the cult Keith Raniere was uh, located and arrested. So I hope that's not a spoiler. Um, it shouldn't be because it was all over the news last year, but I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> I don't like when people do spoilers, so I'm sorry. Um, my other recommendation is actually not a TV show. It's some podcasts that I've been listening to. I've actually been listening to a lot of podcasts this week, actually the last few weeks while I've been packing. And I have, I don't know, maybe 12 or 15 podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis. And I was all caught up. So I had to go looking for some new ones. And the first one I found is called An Anatomy of a Murder. And I it's new. I think there's maybe four episodes out so far, comes out every week, every Wednesday. It's hosted by a former New York City homicide prosecutor and an investigative journalist who is also a former deputy sheriff. And each episode so far, they have taken on one case from beginning to end. And I like it because you kind of get that professional perspective. So instead of like the host just reading off details of a crime and then giving their commentary or opinion, these two actually talk about like the legal aspect of the investigation and the crime. So you get that expert analysis. And I, I really like that. Um, you know, not that I don't like the opinion ones. I mean, I listened to plenty of those, you know, the, the, the old standby, my favorite murder you know, that that's where Murderino comes from, which I no, I'm sorry, Murderino comes from The Simpsons, but they started using it for their fans. Um, been listening to that one for years. I love it. Uh, I also listened to another one called um, Obsessed with True Crime. Or no, I'm sorry, True Crime Obsessed. This one I have tried recommending to people. But one of the hosts is um, 
I love him, but I have heard other people say that they don't love him as much. Uh, I love him. I think he's great. The the two hosts, uh, Patrick and Jillian, are hilarious. They talk about crime, but they don't actually talk about the crime itself. Their commentary is on like the documentary which was made about the crime, and they are very funny. So I I love that podcast. That one comes out weekly too. And there's a like some several others that I listen to. Um, But the other one that I've been listening to, and I think this is my new favorite, it's called The Invisible Choir. It's not new. It came out last year. So I think there's about 30 to 35 episodes already out. And I've been binging it. It's basically the retelling of crimes, but it uses 911 calls, interrogation tapes, and courtroom recordings. Now, it is not for everyone because it's dark and it is gruesome because you're basically getting not only like a first person telling, but like sometimes as the crime is happening. And I love it. It Interrogation tapes fascinate me. I, you know, any show that shows like the clips of the interrogation or you get to hear it. I don't know why, but I love it. And I don't admit this to everyone, but so do crime scene photos. I I love seeing them. Not not because they're gruesome and gory. I mean, they are, but that's not why I love them. I love how detectives are able to see something in a crime scene or pick up something during an interrogation that like the average person is not going to pick up on. I I find it fascinating. So I've been loving that. That one's called, again, it's called The Invisible Choir. I have been listening to it on Apple Podcasts. I think it's probably available everywhere because it has been out, you know, for a while. Um, But I haven't actually checked. So don't quote me on that. But like I said, not for everyone. But if that's kind of your thing and you have that same kind of fascination that I do, definitely check that one out. All right, now that you are all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. As I already told you guys, I have been doing some shopping for the new place, uh, both in person and online. And one of the things that I ordered online was a new ottoman for my living room. I have a coffee table but I have in mind a different spot for the coffee table. So I really wanted an ottoman for the living room. And when I ordered it, I put in the delivery instructions that I needed it to be delivered after 4 p.m. You know, so it came when I was actually there. And I got an email confirmation saying that it would be delivered between 4 and 8 p.m. So that's perfect. Well, on the day that it was delivered, while I was at work, I got a message saying that it had been delivered. It was 7.30 a.m., right? I mean, there was no way that I could chance it sitting outside my apartment complex door for the next eight hours, you know, just in the hope that it would still be there when I got home because it wouldn't have been. I mean, I told you guys, I'm. this isn't the greatest complex. Um, but yeah, I mean, when... 
it was just sitting because they send you a little picture. It was just sitting outside my door, clearly marked Ottoman. So <laughs> I was annoyed to say the least. And I just, uh, I shot my boss a quick text and I said like, you know, I gotta run home. I'll be back as soon as I can. And I get in my car and I'm driving home and I said, you know, I live across town from work. So I'm driving in morning traffic just so that I could get home, drag the ottoman inside, give Gracie a quick kiss because, you know, why not? I'm there and she's there and I can't ever pass her without at least petting her. And then get back in my car to drive all the way back to work again in morning rush hour traffic because they didn't honor their delivery time. So yeah, I was annoyed. And then on my way back to work, it had started to rain and it was raining hard. I mean, some of the rainstorms here in Florida are like literally driving through a car wash, but um, they're like anything that I've ever experienced. And, and I've been in some rainstorms, but you know, I think just living on the coast of the ocean just kind of makes everything more unpredictable. But um, yeah, and it was raining and it was raining hard. And it can literally be raining here in one minute and like sunshiny the next. It's, it's one of my favorite things about this area. I have actually seen it raining on only one side of the street. Like that's, that's wild. I mean, I, I love it. So driving back to work, it had started to rain, but as soon as it started to rain, it stopped and the sun came out and up in the sky was the most amazing rainbow. It was so bright, so vivid. Each color was visible and distinct and it went all the way across the sky. It, I mean, it took my breath away. So much so that I had to like, I actually pulled over, jumped out of the car and took a picture. You know, I mean, of course, the cell phone camera didn't do it justice, but I wanted to capture it because I had intended to, once I got back to the office, send it to my family in our, our group text and, you know, just kind of say like, good morning. Because rainbows hold a particularly special significance in my family. And I couldn't believe that I had been lucky enough to catch one. And so I wanted to share it with them. But when I got back to the office, um, I saw that I had some emails waiting for me because I had been gone about an hour. And I got caught up with the emails. So I didn't get the text out right away. I mean, I don't know how often you guys see rainbows, but even though conditions in Florida are kind of ripe for rainbows, I don't see them very often. I mean, maybe one a year. So a while later, I remembered suddenly the rainbow picture that I wanted to send. And so I just kind of quickly picked up my phone, shot off a good morning text to the family and, you know, included the rainbow picture. A couple of hours later, I got a text back from sister number three, who said that the text that I had sent her of the rainbow had reached her at the exact moment that she needed to see it, like to the minute. Guys, 
When I tell you God is good, God is amazing. I mean, just think about this for a minute. Think about all of the things that had to go completely right or wrong, depending on how you look at it, in order to make this moment happen. I mean, first, the Ottoman had to be delivered at the wrong time. I had to be able to leave work because my boss is fantastic. The rainstorm that created the rainbow, not sending the text right away because I got caught up in emails when I got back to the office and had kind of forgotten that I wanted to send it. And also, I had no idea what sister number three was going through that morning halfway across the country. All of these different parts coming together perfectly because God is amazing. I've been lucky. I mean, I've kind of had a lifetime of these sort of crazy confluence of events that just seem to come together perfectly and at a time when, you know, they're most needed. And for whatever reason, a lot of times they come to me in the form of music. In the episode that I did about my dad, I told you guys about the song that came on the radio on the night that he died. I mean, that, again, was a song I had never heard before. I had was not familiar with at all. The radio station was on the country music station that I don't listen to, you know. And then the words, the lyrics of that song perfectly fit where I knew, you know, that's dad. That's God telling me dad's okay. There was also another time when um, my husband and I were going through a bit of a rough patch. <laughs> we had been, you know, sort of arguing, getting on each other's nerves a lot. And um, I woke up one morning and I heard playing kind of almost like a, a radio in my head. You know, I'm, I assume I had been dreaming about it. And so when I woke up it just kind of continued to play and it was that song the things we do for love i don't know if you guys know that song but kind of the lyrics kind of perfectly fit i mean i already told you guys god knows i'm not that deep i mean <laughs> even the signs that he sends me are pretty straightforward very little room for interpretation and then another time um, the guy that I told you about in episode one, the one uh, that he and I had been texting for weeks, and on the day we were supposed to meet, he sent me the text saying he wasn't ready for a relationship. Yeah, that one hit me hard. Um, brought up a lot of self-doubt, you know, when something like that happens, when you think things are going well and kind of out of the blue, uh, you find out they're not. <laughs> um yeah, it can really shake your self-confidence. So about two weeks after I had received that text from him, I was still feeling, you know, not that great about how things had panned out there. And again, I woke up and the song was playing in my head, but this time it was Love Will Find A Way. And this this is an older song. I, I think it's, I think it's from the 70s. And I, I can't tell you the last time I heard the song. I, in fact, I 
was familiar with the song that was playing in my head, but I couldn't have told you who sang it. I actually had to look it up. But the lyrics that I woke up hearing in my head were, it's all right. Once you get past the pain, you'll learn to find love again. So keep your heart open because love will find a way. And all of a sudden, like that sort of sadness and self-doubt just lifted. And what replaced it was hope. So later on that morning, I actually looked up the song on um, my Amazon and added it to my playlist. And sometimes it'll come on, you know, just randomly while I'm listening to my music on shuffle. And it still has that same effect, you know, it's just kind of a little helpful reminder. And last year, on the morning that I was moving out of the home that I shared with my ex-boyfriend, I was feeling so many things that morning. I mean, I was I was nervous. I was sad. I was scared. And I got in my car, started it up. And the song that was playing on the radio was the song by Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now, you know, the one guys, it is taking everything in me not to sing a little bit of that for you because I love to sing, but I love you more. And so I will spare you my singing voice, but it's really hard not to sing. (laughs) But the verse that I heard was said, I can make it now the pain is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is that rainbow I've been praying for. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. (laughs) There's that rainbow again. And in that moment, I, I knew everything was going to be okay. I mean, I was just all the fear and anxiety and sadness and doubt and it was all just kind of replaced with calm and hope. You know, I, I, God, I know I'm not special. We all get signs. Because I believe in God, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't think anything, you know, just happens. Everything has meaning and significance, even the smallest little moments. Now, again, I attribute this all to God, but not everybody believes in God, but you'll still get signs. Most of my signs just happen to come in the form of music, but sometimes it's symbols like butterflies and rainbows. And maybe it's just a little thing that we assign a meaning to, but when we see those things, they're affirmations of love or encouragement that we're moving in the right direction or maybe warnings that we're not moving in the right direction. Sometimes we can even get signs through conversations, you know, like you could be talking to a family member or a friend or sometimes even a stranger, and they will say the exact thing you needed to hear in that moment. Something maybe you didn't even know you needed to hear, but everything comes together perfectly for you to be able to hear it. And you know it because in that moment, it resonates in your soul. You guys know that feeling. Or sometimes it's circumstances. Maybe you keep finding yourself in a certain situation over and over again. And that might be a sign that you're moving in the right direction. 
or a warning that you're moving in the wrong direction. You might just start to notice a trend. And that's God or the universe or whatever you believe, rooting you on or pulling you back. Whenever someone I know is struggling with something and, you know, they're kind of wondering if they're making the right choices or moving in the right direction, I will say a prayer for them for God to sort of light their way, you know, and in addition to that, I will ask him to put up roadblocks. So if they do happen to come to a fork in the road, put up a roadblock to that path that's not the path that he has intended for them, you know, so it keeps them moving in the right direction. And sometimes the signs we get aren't always uplifting or happy. Sometimes they're warnings. I remember one time I was in the car with my girlfriend and we were coming up to an intersection and although I didn't have a stop sign for whatever reason, I slowed to a complete stop. And right in that moment, a car came barreling through the cross section, completely blowing past their stop sign. And we both just kind of looked at each other, you know, a little, a little sh shook up and she said, what made you stop? And I said, I don't know. I had not made a conscious choice to stop. But somehow the car we were in was held at that intersection just long enough to keep us both safe. And another time, and this one's bad guys, so I'll give you a little warning. <laughs> Max husband and I were in a very bad argument, probably the worst we had ever had. It was also the last argument we ever had. At that time, he had already moved out, but he was trying to move back in. He wanted us to get back together, and I said no, um, and he was not happy about that. And when begging and crying didn't work, he thought he would try rage, and he had nothing to lose. He was screaming at me at the top of his lungs, right in my face, pulling my hair, pushed me against the wall, threatened me with his fist up to my face, and I was terrified. And I told him I was going to call the police, and he said, go ahead, I'll beat the shit out of you before they get here, so at least it'll make going to jail worth it. So, calling the police was not an option. And I remember, and this is so weird, guys. I this is like like the twisted, messed up mind of someone who has been through physical abuse or emotional abuse or verbal abuse. It, unless you have experienced it, you don't know. I mean, yes, there is a rational, practical side of your brain that tells you. You don't need to stay in that situation. There is help out there for you. There are resources out there for you. There are loved ones that will help you. But I am telling you, the abuser cripples you in such a way that even though you know all of those things are out there for you, they seem totally inaccessible.
you know like like somehow if you make a move it's going to get worse and just to give you a little bit of insight into how a twisted mind works that has experienced this abuse a crippled mind when I was sitting there and he was threatening to beat the shit out of me all I kept thinking was I can't go to work with a busted up bruised face not my personal safety that wasn't a concern I mean as you know a victim of violence you don't care about your personal safety anymore I am sorry if anything that I'm saying is controversial but this is again just my point of view my perspective my experience may not be yours and I hope that it never is but yeah that's what I was thinking about in that moment I can't go to work with my face bruised and I sat down on the couch and I didn't know what to do he was still screaming throwing things threatening me you know and I didn't know what to do I was just kind of frozen and all of the sudden I just prayed and I don't remember saying anything other than God please please God please and suddenly in the clearest calmest voice I heard spoken directly into my ear say go outside he won't hurt you outside go outside you'll be safe there and although I was terrified to move somehow I stood up and I walked out the back door and he let me that's kind of the part that still amazes me because he was out of control but let me walk past him and walk out into the backyard and you know what that voice was right because once I got out in the open where there were witnesses he stopped and he left now, I know that some religions don't like to assign meaning to things that they don't believe are of God you know things like horoscopes or superstitions they they tell us that these things should not be confused as signs from God but you know what I think that God is all-powerful all-knowing and all-loving and he will use whatever resource he has at his disposal in order to get a message to us we are the limited ones so just speaking for myself sometimes he's got to dumb it down a little for me so you know if he's got to use a horoscope so be it guys this was a very god heavy episode uh, because you know that's just what I believe in but you don't have to have the same beliefs as me in order to get signs everybody gets them you just have to pay attention you know whether you want to credit God or the universe or 
whatever, you know, coincidence, doesn't matter. Just make sure you're watching for them. Because, you know, like the saying goes, first you get a tap on the shoulder, then a gentle nudge on the top of your head. And if you still are ignoring the signs, eventually an anvil is going to drop on your head. Guys, don't make God drop an anvil on your head. He's busy. He has other things he needs to do. Look for the signs, because I promise you, they are out there. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for coming back for episode 12. Don't forget, join the Facebook group at My So-Called Midlife Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends. Email me at my so called midlife podcast at gmail.com. If you have stories of, you know, signs that you've gotten, I would love to hear about them. Or, you know, you could just post them to the Facebook page and share them with everybody. I'd love to see that. That would be so awesome. That's like um, those kind of signs. I was just telling my friend, <laughs> that's the kind of spooky I love. Those are the kind of goosebumps I love. Okay, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.